everyone, and welcome to part five of our Intellicon Masters series. Today, I was joined by Cam Mackey, the then executive director of Skip and Dustin Ray, the Director of Competitive Intelligence at Datto. These two conversations were super fun, especially with Cam being the maitre d', the host, the man running the ship at Skip. And when I talked with Cam, I actually got his take on what session he would run if he was to host a specific session at Intellicon, as well as how he's seen the compete space evolve during his time working at Skip and where compete experts might be missing the mark given this evolution in the space. Two great conversations, a lot of fun. Can't wait to do more in-person podcasts coming soon. But with that all said, let's get right into today's episode. All right, today I'm joined by Dustin Ray, the head of intelligence at Datto. Dustin, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. First of all, he, if he sounds like he's in a bit of a mellow mood, we were commiserating over to Utah Jazz yesterday. He's from Salt Lake, or he's currently residing in Salt Lake. And so I'm sorry for that, but hopefully being at Skip and all of that has been able to brighten your days again. Yeah, having a tenderloin last night helped. <laughs> that, yeah, that always softens the blow. Hey? Yeah. That always softens the blow. I've been talking to Dustin a bunch offline, so I had to get him on here. And he's had a ton of, he's a very active listener, I've noticed, from all of these sessions. So I want to just pick your brain. Like, what have been some of the biggest takeaways that you've that you've taken from this from some of the sessions so far yeah these have been great sessions i would say i've been coming to skip for quite a few years now and this is one of them you know even though it's a it's a smaller more intimate group this year i found a lot of the sessions to be very powerful we started here on monday right and we had some great classes that were on like on uh, win loss from across the intelligence base here of how to best organize and how to do that and then also I attended a, uh, a, a seminar yesterday, too, that was more on how do we elicit information? What are some of the best practices? It was very insightful. I'd never, I've just always said, okay, here's what I want answered, and just jumped into conversation, where there was a whole different plan, like put together a whole plan of how you're going to get to it, and then also take into account uh, psychology and how to work with people so you can validate information but also dig deeper. So very insightful. And then, and then too, is, uh, there's been a couple of examples of different groups um, uh, Salesforce did one of how they've, they've started a, their CI capabilities. And then uh, there was one yesterday, I, I forgot the name of the company, they were in the general session, where she went over a lot of how they were in strategy, and it was the market intel side, and how they impacted the business and where they sat in the business. I've learned a lot about, hey, there's different ways of how we need to sit and work with different people in the business based off of what their responsibilities are. And we got to understand where we sit as a team. So very, uh, it's been very good to learn that here, and it's been it's been one of the main things I've I've caught out of this. There's definitely yeah, a bunch of different flavors of compete I've seen depending on the, the teams they've fallen under. Actually, you and I talked about how like your program's fallen under different departments too over time, and sort of what what are the associated KPIs and how you're measured based on like the departments you fall under. Like it naturally kind of shifts to where your main the main group you're supporting or working with, right? Well, exactly. I think that's one of the things I've noticed a lot of people are struggling with that, where they say, hey, we can do so much more for the business, which they probably can, right? But one of the things that comes down to just business, the way that it's set up, is you fall underneath a certain manager or group, and there's a functional leader over there, it's a VP, director, whatever level, right? Well, they have a very certain KPIs they have to fill. And if we're on the Intel team, our job, if we fall underneath them, is to help fill those. 
And so if we spend too much of our time or try to get resources outside of that lane, it's not that that manager or boss is, is being, it doesn't have vision or doesn't have foresight. It's the fact that they have very limited resources to pursue what they have to do to accomplish those goals. That's why they were hired. That's why they're there, right? And so I think it, as Intel professionals at times, we can get wrapped around the axle. They're not seeing the big picture. Well, they probably see it, but once again, is we all want, we could all see the uh, benefits of having better cars and bigger houses, but once again, it doesn't mean we can afford it because we have, you know, we have a budget, right? And there's priorities. So I think that as Intel professionals, as much as CI Intel, is we got to understand where, how are we fulfilling those? And are we asking for things that, and the resources we're requesting, does it support where we lie in the business? I mean, so a lot of that is your other option is figure out somewhere else to move in the business, but we have to understand that's going to be a limitation. And rather than complaining about it is we have to, how can we leverage that? Right? Because if we fill those KPIs, we'll get resources. You know, I have a joke. It's like, hey, they, if I have my boss comes and asks me or something, I'm like, yeah, ask me three people, a million dollars, I'll give you whatever you want. That's ethical and legal. <laughs> okay. So if you, you've been a couple of times to Intellicon now, if you were to lead a session next year, Cam calls you up, what would you lead a session on? So I would, one would be based on, okay, if you fall underneath sales, where's the best place to work? Or the next would actually be, how do you deal with uh, where you lie in the business? And how do you address those KPIs and grow from there, right? So I think there could be a great, a great series next year, but they should focus on that, right? Rather than, hey, how do we get more from the business instead of how do we better fill those KPIs and how do we better create those Intel connections and networks with the front end of the business? Let's get into that sort of, because there's something that's come up both, I think, in sessions. You've touched on it a bit earlier there. And, I mean, I don't have digits on my hand to talk about the number of times I've talked about people that are saying they're struggling to prove ROI right now, measuring impact. And in, in your own situation right now, is there, some, is there something that you're doing to try and prove the impact on revenue right now that, you're, that your competitive function is providing? Or Well, it's funny. So, yeah, we, so I, I've only been at Datto now for a little over five months now. Um, and like I said, we implemented, we implemented Plu, right? Uh, and and well, by implementing that, it, we went live in two months with Thanksgiving and Christmas in the middle, right? And one thing that I've, that I've learned and as we go forward to answer the question you just asked is um, how can you bring it up to speed quickly and how can you leverage what you have? But in order to do that, it still comes down to um, honing in where you need to be and where does the organization need to be. And as a, as a leader of that, I've had to come up with ROI. It's actually driven, okay, we actually end up re, basically relaunching Salesforce. Because as we started digging deeper, we realized it wasn't delivering what was needed in order to measure ROI on many fronts. Um, it was What they were using it for was working, but they never tried doing this. So it's driving change throughout all the organization. Like, it's not just us. There was other, other groups were heavily involved with, like, uh, sales engineering. And that's actually where I fall in the business. It was uh, by accident is where we fell. But it's been a great teaming. I mean, we can scale so fast because, hey, we're the coworkers now. We're no longer, oh, those pesky people from strategy or marketing are showing up. It's like, oh, it's our coworker, right? So as we've done that, it's, we've been able to build out many items there. But what, what we've found out as we've been working with the SE team and working more with the sales team and even the product team is we're like, okay, oh, wait a minute. We're, we, we're not recording this. We're not tracking this. We're not doing this. So it, it resulted in a relaunch of Salesforce. So by the time we get it fixed, it will be able to measure it on an easier basis. The problem is, is the baseline isn't necessarily established because there never was one. That's what was uncovered by us starting this. So luckily, 
I'm in an organization that sees the value of that. Because obviously they said, hey, go ahead and spend all this money to relaunch Salesforce, right? So sounds like from what I'm hearing from you is sort of there's like this, first of all, you need to establish that benchmark. And then you have those empirical data. You have metrics that you can tie to. But there's also something you said there about like moving into working closely aligned with the sales and product side that although that's not a hard metric you can report on, but there is sort of like this value add that, that you're working with these teams that are that are like their efforts are going to be tied to hard metrics as well. So although there isn't that clear mark yet, but you are closer to the revenue engine, I suppose. And, and it is. So that's one thing I said, as I said, what we report into, they have a P&L. So that makes, it, uh, that makes it a lot easier. So we're able to, from there, it's like, okay, how much impact do we had? Well, hey, they're using, the, they're using our information. They're accessing our tool. They're engaging us and pulling us into their meetings. What that is, what, so as we see them have success, right, or the lack thereof, I guess you said, but we're seeing success, we're a fast-growing company, is it's very apparent that, like, okay, they're using you, so you must, you're, you're part of the success. And so one of the main things, too, is we, like I said, we use Slack, and it's one of the top Slack channels is our competitive chat channel, right? It's probably one of the leading, uh, leading links we have for, for gathering intel and feeding it into our, into our tool to process it and, and apply it and update our Intel collateral, right? So we have everyone from the CEO down to, you know, somebody who just started last week as an assistant sales, you know, executive participating in those. So it's, it, it is something that we're able to grab and see that Intel firsthand. Anyway, we're, we're having a lot of success with that. In terms of looking forward beyond um, getting that benchmark, is there anything else that you're looking for like, that you want to be able to share with leadership, share with the broader organization about what comp- competes doing? Yeah, so I, I look at it this way. So like I said, I'm, I've been here about six months and we've established a base. Our, I'm going to call it our avenues to intel, which is we know the collect human intel is from our sales team. We've, we've been able to establish it. The next step, that's like our tactical level. So now, okay, we're providing things so we can win on a day-to-day basis. And so I look at it, there's, there's a couple other layers of intel that, we, that, that, that are in our next phase is going to be the operational and strategic level. So I, I call operational, it's like, what can we do to win tomorrow, right? That's really what operational is. So I, I'm taking a military term, they have three levels of war, strategic, operational, and tactical. So an operational level, as I see it, is our product marketing and our product management. So it's like, what are we doing to get the right intel so, we, so that we're implementing the right functions in our products and that we're, our campaigns are aligned to what our competitors are doing and so we can counter what they're doing. So I really look at it that way. That's really one of the next steps. But then two is, uh, is our senior leaders have uh, an insatiable desire for market intel. And, um, and that is, would also include a, a piece of, of competitive intel and they're tied. I, when you separate them, I, I, under, I don't understand how how companies separate those and expect to have a coordinated effort because they're so closely related, right? Uh, as we know, it's like technologies make up products, products are sold by companies, companies make up markets. So when you look at that intel level, it's like, okay, they're tied whether we like it or not. So one of the main things is you've got to have a good senior leader dashboard that is going to have that intel and those numbers that they need for whether it's going to the street, reporting on the street, or whether it is to make, to put into the strategic planning process. So they can understand, go like, okay, where do we really need to invest based off of what the market's doing? Um, and so that's a big deal. And then also, we know that there's so much information out there, there's gotta be a self-service dashboard that, that the users of information go to and, and, and get what's already been curated and be able to grab maybe some market reports that are out there or a deep dive on a competitor. So those are really the next levels. So, but, but if you don't have that base, 
where you're servicing the front end of the tactical end of the business, you don't have an avenue to the intel, so then you have to rely up on what you can buy. And you only can get so much. So your best intel, 60 to 70% of your intel comes from internal sources. And you have to be able to gather that. So that's where you have to start, in my opinion. Well, I'd love to have you on on a longer podcast on this sort of those, those three tiers you mentioned in terms of the structure to, of the approach and supporting those teams. But Dustin, I got to let you get back to network and a meeting all the other Compete Pros are on there. This was a pleasure. It's been great meeting you. It's been a fun three days, so thank you so much. Yeah, it's been great working with you. Thank you, Adam, for reaching out and asking me to participate. Uh, I could talk about this all day. <laughs> Dustin, you're the best. Yep, thank you. All right. Today, I'm joined by the Cam Mackey, the executive director of Skip, the man who is making the magic happen here at Skip. Cam, this is a pleasure to have you on. Hey, man, thanks for the invitation. It's awesome to be here. Awesome to see so many great people together. And thanks for uh, the Clue team for all the great support. What's been, what's been the overall feeling with this going up? Is it relief? Is it excitement? What, what's, the, what's the emotion? You know, it's, it's uh, I got to say, you know, thanks to our members, our board, our sponsors. You know, last two years, we've been doing everything virtual. The response has been dynamite. But, you know, it's, it's, you get this chemistry and this energy when you're face-to-face, right? You know, we, I think uh, we all needed it. We're thriving on it. People are talking. You know, we've done a couple of social events, Adam, and just, it's just seeing people smiling and laughing. It's, uh, it's been great. So, you know, not even getting into what people are learning, but just bringing a community together. Man, it's what it's all about. I mean, across the board, there's just these different ways to communicate, right? We've become so used to that beyond the screen, um, which... I think we figured out a lot of ways to communicate and educate and build a community through that way. But just the different levels of like having one-on-one side conversation. Like as we're talking right now, there's people at booths, people walking around, having a coffee together. There's people in sessions. Like there's so many different opportunities to connect and engage and there's nothing better. Let's get to that educational side though. You, I, this, this might be a tough question for you to answer because this is be like picking from your, between your children. Have there been some noticeable takeaways like some big takeaways you've 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 taken from session so far yeah it's a great question so i'm going to kind of start at the top and i think one of the takeaways for me is you got to think big and so what do i mean by that so we had a great session this morning on ecosystems from brooke selassie at gartner and um you know attendees have access to the video of it you know brooke was talking about the old way of strategy doesn't cut it anymore you know it's not us versus a competitor you know us serving one customer on our own it's really thinking how you can partner with other organizations um, in an ecosystem way and that was really wide opening and i think you know whether we just uh you know support our colleagues in sales marketing strategy doesn't matter it's we got to think about what we do in a different way we got to think big I think the second thing was, you know, picking up from our keynote on uh, on Tuesday, who was Carmen Medina, a former uh, CIA officer. We got to think a little bit uh, uh, out of the box. That's a cliche, so I'm going to explain a little bit more. It's we need to be a thorn in the side of our leadership sometimes. You know, companies don't need conventional wisdom. They don't need just to, us to toe the line, keep the status quo. They need us to be what Carmen calls a little bit of intelligence rebels, right? It's not just telling people what they want to hear. Sometimes it's saying, hey, here's this threat you guys don't know about. Here's an opportunity that no one's aware of. I need to kind of hit you upside the head in a friendly way and say, let's look into this. So, you know, number one, I think we got to, you know, think about the our you know, our uh, markets differently, but also we got to kind of operate in our internal, uh, you know, with our stakeholders differently. Be a little bit rough sometimes. I like that. It's like, if you really want to move the needle, and I mean, talking to so many different folks here is about like, a lot of people are new into the profession. Like this is, 
there are some long-standing folks in in the world of compete but it is also a nascent profession and where it fits within the organ in order to like get your foothold there and get your voice heard like you can't just be ticking the box or following orders like like you mentioned on the carmen session it's well, what, what, can, what else can we do? What can we bring? You need to provoke and push in order to advance the profession as a whole, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great point. I think, you know, Carmen had this comment about, you know, basically no more boring analysis, which, <laughs> which yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of funny when you think about it, but it's like, you know, n- nothing against, uh, you know, any of the great folks who make uh, slide uh, software. But, you know, it's not about just a chart and a bunch of bullet points. It's really about the so what it's about you know um saying something provocative and and you're sharing a perspective even if it's not uh the party line and you, you mentioned compete I mean, what an interesting time to be in business right you know we uh you know skip started you know what 35 years ago and you know really at the formation of competitive intelligence and you know how far we've come right you know there's a more traditional view of ci where we're working with strategy and leadership there's you know so many flavors of CI now, which is so exciting. You know we can support sales, marketing. We can you know new product development, HR, talent, legal, and so it's it's a great opportunity for companies to be more intentional about how they want to use insights to grow and to minimize threats. So yeah, I think it's a great time for the profession. All right. So you, although you don't necessarily hail from a competitive background, I mean you've picked up a thing or two through osmosis. If you were to lead your own session at Skip, what would it be? Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a good question. So yeah, my background, I'm a nonprofit guy, but you know, prior to joining Skip in 2019, I spent about two decades working with uh, uh, leadership and manufacturing companies, and you know, I loved it because you know, leadership they don't care if you call it market intelligence, sales enablement, CI. You know, it it's that doesn't make a difference. It's what's the outcome for the business. And so I think yeah, if I if I wanted to do a session, it would probably be a fireside chat with a CEO or you know someone really really heavy hitter thinking about. What do they need uh, from an intelligence perspective? What do they need um, in order to to really get their attention? And how how are we missing the mark right now? Because I think you know, as CI professionals, right, we do a lot of good, but man, we got some bad habits. And so I think having a dialogue with senior leadership in a you know candid, you know, no BS way, I think, and hopefully give some good ideas for CI professionals and, and you know any type of insights professional on how we can level up. How do you think? CI pros are missing the mark right now? I, I'm going to say it's a complicated answer. So piece number one, I'm not sure that companies are doing the best job staffing the functions. You know, we see a lot of organizations where they'll, you know, put someone in a CI position or a compete position and they don't have any background in it. And sometimes they're not even getting much support. And so, you know, there are great providers out there, you know, skips one of them to do training and, you know, uh, help build peer networks. But I think, you know, the first thing, management probably needs to be a little more uh, intentional and thoughtful about how we're staffing and, and also how we're resourcing these functions. You know, we see a big investment increase in all types of uh, competitive enablement and CI, which is great. You know, it's there's still a lot of confusion out in the marketplace about, okay, what's my what should my mix be between inside talent, outsourced services, tech, et cetera. So, you know, I think leadership and companies need to help CI think through that. I think finally from a, you know, what can CI professionals do, just be curious, right? Um, you know, we even have a lot of members and you guys probably have a lot of clients, you know, CI or compete, it's not full time for them, right? It might be something they're a product marketer they do on the side. 
So I think, you know, the key recommendation there, be curious, right? You know, recognize that you probably don't know much. That's cool. Find someone who does, you know, join a network, um, attend conferences, whatever it is, you know, read white papers. There's a lot of great info out there if you're just curious and uh, tap into the great resources available. Build your chops. And literally, that's what Pierre just said before. He said, but when you get into it, like you do a little bit on the side of your desk because you might not. Not like you, if you don't have that experience, do a little bit on the desk, side of the desk, do a little bit of work, and then you're gonna start to pivot because we all know that going into compete full time is the way to go. Okay, then I've got another question about sort of just what you've seen with the landscape. Like, what have you seen change over the last few years in terms of how competitive experts are operating? Is there is there some trends that are kind of occurring? Some some changes that are happening that you've noticed? I, I think in in, in actually a, a good way. There's, you know, some organizations are hitting almost a breaking point, you know, which is like, that sounds, you know, Hope Cam, that's that's bad. I think it's healthy. It's, you know, we're, we're, we and other organizations are saying, you know what, you can't just watch your competitors. You have to, you know, you know, monitor and, and really and really um, be intentional about your whole competitive ecosystem. So, you know, customers, you got, you got to be aware of their, you know, changing value prop needs, think about mega trends, all that stuff. Right. And so we're we're really putting a lot of pressure on the community to know more. Um and I mentioned breaking point, Adam, the reality is there's no way anyone can keep up with all that, you know, track all those things unless you fundamentally change how you work. Right. And so our, our advice is, is, you know, folks working through this transition is take a step back, really think about your function as if you're like a head coach, general manager, maybe even a mini CEO. It's think about, okay, what's the job to be done? What's the outcome I need to give to my leadership, whether it's as simple as ringing the cash register, breaking in the bucks, Maybe it's helping, you know, inform our, you know, five-year acquisition strategy and figure out what you can do in the most efficient way you can do it to deliver on that outcome. And for some companies, you know, what that means is we need to have a, you know, more staffing because there's these X uh, skills we need, it has to be internally. Others, it's, wow, you know what, we need to invest a ton in technology because we have to monitor and track so many more entities. There's not going to be a single, you know, right answer for anyone, but our advice, take a step back and, and really think about your CI operating system, your resources, your talent, your skills, your processes, because that's the only way you're going to win in the future. Mm-hmm. Is, there, um, is there a common misconception that you notice amongst, uh, like, the external perception of Compete Pros? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the old school thing is, you know, it's it's a zero-sum game. And, you know, for competitive intelligence, it is, you know, former spies. Yeah, I think those are kind of kind of outdated. Um, I think, you know, one of the, the misconceptions we see is that um, – that it's just, you know, like a certain industry. Like, you know, obviously SaaS is an awesome high growth industry. And, you know, sometimes we see that, oh, you know, it competes only for folks in the, you know, software as a service business. I couldn't disagree more. I think any business that has competitors, which, you know, man, that's everyone, right? You know, there, there's a role that insights at the right time and the right format and the right place that they can move the needle. And so it doesn't matter what industry you're in. Even nonprofits, I think, can have a successful, you know, compete element to their organization. And so, yeah, this is by no means just for software makers. You know, competes really a capability that can improve any type of organization. I mean, if you're running a business, then you have a competitor. Even if you don't know it, well, then you probably should start to look for them. And even if you're running a university or a government, you know, I got to tell you, we've... um. We've gotten, we have several people here today from economic development arms of different countries, universities. It's the same thing, you know. Ohio State competes against Stanford for grants. And so, yeah, any type of organization, I think, you can really think about how they can be more intentional and strategic about compete and how technology can help, you know, deliver impact. 
on that note, Cam, thank you so much for taking the time. This is awesome. I'm stoked for this. The listeners are going to be stoked for this. And let's enjoy the rest of the skit. Awesome. Thanks, Adam. Thanks to Clue for the great support. And uh, see you at Next Intellicon. Telecom.